Voice of the Cape Drive Time, welcome back to the show. 0829-913-913 is uh, the WhatsApp line. Uh, yeah, that's where you can get us. A query, criticize, etc. President Cyril Ramaphosa announced government's continued commitment to infrastructure development as it strives to stimulate growth and job creation. The president said, for example, the 100 billion infrastructure fund is now in operation and will be dedicated to uh, re-metalling some of the country's major highways. We now chat to Minister of Trade, Industry and Competition, Ibrahim Patel. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum as-salam, Shafiq. Hope you are well. Uh, and assalamu alaikum uh, to all the listeners. Yeah, we're all good and uh, ready, steady for our discussion. Um, it's interesting, uh, last night the president uh, mentioned four overriding priorities, defeating the pandemic and the one that interests you, economic recovery, the other one that interests you, economic reform, such as jobs, inclusive growth and development, number four, uh, strengthening a weakened state. Um, when we look at um, the infrastructural development projects, I think a lot of listeners would like to know how far down the road are we in terms of these particular projects? Are we at the stage, the edge of delivery? Well, I think perhaps um, I should start any of these projects are different stages of development. Uh, some of it in new developments are taking place. We've already begun through the part with the private sector, the, the student accommodation. So some of them, as you can, you could really see missionary. Others are in construction, but a big push, most significant ones are the ones that are in the planning and, and, and funding stages. Of course, infrastructure falls under a, a, a new ministry, that's uh, the ministry responsible for public works infrastructure. Uh, sorry, Mr. And, to interrupt uh, you there. Um, your, your last couple of sentences, we were losing you a bit in terms of reception. So we're just going to ask you if you can just put your phone down and we call you back just so we can get so we can be 100% clear instead of the odd little uh, warbling that's occurring on the line, if you don't mind. Uh, um, so Minister Patel is going to just quickly click his phone off and we're going to call him again. And he was just explaining to us um, how uh, the delivery um, is uh, basically uh, going to be um, executed. So um, we're just hoping that the minister can call us back. We've got a bit of a problem here. Uh, apparently he's the one calling us. And the minister, are you still with us? No, he isn't. So, um, yeah, uh, maybe what we can do is we'll play the, the um, uh, minister. Are you back with us? Yes, I'm back with you. All right. Sorry, sorry about that. You, know, you were just explaining um, sort of everything that underpins uh, my, my initial question about getting to the point of delivery. Hmm. So just in, in, uh, in summary, uh, Shafiq, uh, since I don't know at what point uh, the, the audio let us down, but the infrastructure projects are at different stages of development. Mm. Some have already been implemented, and they are occupation-ready. For example, the number of um, uh, student accommodation facilities that uh, university students 
now use. Others are in um, construction, so the, the yellow metal machines are there. And yet others are now in planning stage. We'll be raising the funding. Some of the funding is coming from the private sector, and others are coming from the fiscals. So you will see in the budget that the Minister of Finance will give in about two weeks' time uh, some of the specific commitments of, of government will be set out. Yes, and in fact, uh, you've also touched on something where um, the president uh, took um, great pains to emphasize the fact that uh, part of the way forward was, in fact, this public-private relationship, uh, even saying uh, that the private sector, um, at the end of the day, is going to be the biggest sector in terms of providing employment. That's uh, our experience, and it's also knowing that there are some things that government can do, but there's an enormous um, uh, amount of things that uh, private individuals can do. We have very enterprising people out in our community, and the job of government is to tap their energy and their enterprise. Let me give you an example, uh, Shafi. Mm-hmm. We worked uh, with um, someone called, um, uh, uh, you, may, you may know him, Ibrahim Adam of HQ Foods. Mm-hmm. And uh, some years ago, um, he had helped uh, to really break into the big retailers. And one of the big challenges that he and many small players experience, and by the way, he, uh, among, among many things, he, he does something that, that I rather like, which is uh, chocolates. And um, uh, we then changed the competition law uh, a few years ago. And he wrote uh, an email to one of my staff members, um, uh, also uh, Muhammad, and he said, um, uh, he, he told us a little bit about how he's now being embraced uh, in bigger retailers. And he says, you know, this has all been possible because of the new buyer power regulations that have been brought into effect as a result of um, uh, the changes to the Competition Act. Uh, and he says, I know times are tough and we very seldom hear good news in these times. So I thought I'd just pass you guys a note. So that's an example of things that can be done by the private sector. And that's, of course, not the only example. There are many, many examples. You take the African continental free trade area, which the president spoke about mm-hmm. last night. And then I'm pleased to know that there's a family in Cape Town uh, who has a uh, machine cutting service where they sell machines uh, in Uganda, in Mauritania, in Kenya, and elsewhere. Um, and of course, aside from exports, there's also opportunities in the domestic market where uh, we've seen expansion of uh, businesses in, in uh, KwaZulu Natal, in the clothing industry. Uh, so these are all examples. If government took on the sole responsibility to create jobs and uh, grow the economy to be able to achieve what is required, this step, uh, we need to do better as government in creating uh, an enabling environment, in helping it, uh, making it easier for young people to start businesses. A few years ago, I had a number of complaints that were raised how long it took just to raise business. Mm-hmm. And um, many South Africans were saying uh, to us that it will take 
get to the point of registration certificate. And now with um, some top um, IT specialists, it redesigned what needed to be done because it was something called business portal. And now to go online, register a company, you can bank to Shafi. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you, 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 the, through, you know, a large number, thousand people have registered. Yeah, no, in fact, I mean, the biz portal, I think, uh, from what I understand, that um, it's been responsible for the registration of over 100,000 new businesses, if I'm correct? That is, indeed. It's not just the number, it's the ease of doing it, that uh, previously people needed to pay consultants or to stand in long queues, just to be told at the end of a queue, you haven't bought all the And what that does, discourages smaller players. Very large companies can afford lawyers and consultants to do that work for them. But if a young person wants to start a business, that's pretty strong for you. So by taking this online registration, it makes it easier people to do business. Now, it's not the only to do. A few other examples that one of the it gives indication that we've seen to be things move. Oh. And, and really one of the most significant things is to have a, a, a the rest of the continent. If you look at Germany or France or um, Belgium or any of those countries, so much of their prosperity is based on the massive size of the European market. Even the United States, which is a, a very, very large economy, has a free trade area with Mexico and Canada. Mm-hmm. And so we've brought together uh, a number of countries. 54 of them have signed, uh, and just over 30 have now taken the agreement through their parliaments. It's called uh, a ratification process. There will be a big year to, to begin trading uh, the new free trade agreement. We'll trade with Egypt, we'll trade with um, uh, Algeria, we'll trade, of course, with our neighbors, as we do. And these things create jobs, they create opportunities for, uh, for South Africans to sell their goods uh, in other markets. Minister, if we can just stay online, we're going to do 30 seconds of headlines, and when we come back for a few more minutes, we're going to be talking about a reduction of reliance on imports uh, when we come back from the headline. Just stay online. Thank you. Drive time on 91.3. Always on the cutting edge. up in your bulletin at 5pm. Premier Alan Windy upset as trauma cases spike after lifting of alcohol ban. Meanwhile, there are concerns over uncontrolled public use of ivermectin. And in other news, John Craig merger saves more than 400 jobs. Making international news, Saudi calls on the UN to hold Houthis accountable for it. That's your headlines. More news at 5pm. Drive time on 91.3. Always on the cutting edge.
Welcome back, Drive Time. Our special guest, Minister Ibrahim Patel, Minister Trade, Industry and Competition, and we're unpacking just some of the many details of last night's uh, 2021 uh, SONA address. Uh, Minister, um, something that was mentioned, and it sort of jumped off the page, a reduced reliance on imports by 20%. If that can be achieved, surely that's going to pump a lot of um, money back into our economy, and of course, surely that's going to help the localization of industry. Uh, That's indeed the case, uh, Shafiq. If I look at our import bill, all the things that South Africa imports currently, let's take oil out of the equation because we're not a significant oil producer. We do some oil at Sassel, but we we do need to import oil. Excluding oil, we import about 1.1 trillion rands worth of goods uh, and, and, and products into South Africa. Now, if we were to, to just shift uh, a, a portion of this, and we've, we're aiming now at 20%, we sat down with the business community uh, and with the trade unions and said, what is a realistic target? And we all came up and agreed that 20% over a five-year period is a, a realistic option. And the way in which we can do it is there's some things businesses need to do, some things government must do, but there are also many things that people in the community can do. I'll give you the example that the president in Sona focused on, which is chicken. We import, uh, my guess is about 6 million uh, chickens uh, per week. Mm. And um, by working with the, the poultry farmers and uh, the unions and the, the retailers and others, we were able to get um, an agreement on what we call a master plan, which is basically an industry plan. And government then put some tariffs on imported poultry, and the businesses agreed they would upgrade their businesses. They put 800 million rand into that. And that has led us to now producing a million additional chickens every week here in South Africa. So that brings your 6 million imported chickens down to uh, about 5 million chickens. Now, that's just one little example, and there are 42 products that we've agreed. Some of them are cooking oil, they are, uh, some of them are um, machinery and so on, and they range from things that consumers can do to things that businesses can do. But, of course, the localization will have a huge um, boost if South African prices remain competitive and good. The quality of our products must be excellent, and we've got to give the customer good service because these are the things that tilt uh, customers, whether they're consumers or businesses who buy things from others. Uh, it tilts them towards local players. So um, uh, part of our work, and, and it's easier to say it in a speech, it's hard, hard work to change a culture and a mindset at, uh, at firm level, getting business and the union movement to work more closely together and to, uh, to recognize that we've got to be able to claw back so much of the shelf space in our supermarkets that are now occupied by imported stuff. A good news story, Shafiq, that mm-hmm. we, we were particularly uh, happy about. You know, the, the uh, PPEs, uh, um, equipment that are used, the masks and so on, during the fight against COVID, got embroiled uh, last year in a terrible scandal of corruption. And, of course, corruption hurts everything that we do as government. Um, But here's a good news story that 
at the start of the pandemic in about March last year, South Africa was producing uh, approximately 6 million uh, units of these medical-grade face masks. We worked with industry, with companies, and we first brought it up to about 11 million units, and now it's uh, about uh, ballpark 15 million units that we manufacture every month here in South Africa. And it's gone so well, we can even now export some of these masks to other countries elsewhere on the African continent to boost the efforts uh, in fighting in fighting COVID. And, and there are a few other examples like that, but that's what a partnership between the community and government entails. And, and, and we hope, inshallah, this year that much more, many more of these examples can flourish. Final question, do you think that um, if we can get all of these various plans going, I mean, change, uh, proper change doesn't occur overnight, but if we can get onto the trajectory of everything that you're explaining, that in the medium term, that the prospects for South Africa could actually look quite good, um, that there is uh, um, uh, hope and there is optimism as opposed to people looking in the glass and seeing nothing in it. One of the the really important things about our history, including our history as Muslims in Cape Town and in South Africa, has been a history of changing things, not sitting and um, uh, bemoaning uh, the hand of fate, but in fact uh, taking the opportunities that there are. And so similarly, a nation can define itself either in terms of pessimism and despair uh, or it can follow uh, something that is, uh, is very compelling and very important in our deen also, which is to have hope, to have optimism, and to recognize that agency lies in our hand. We've got to tie our camel, uh, and, and that's really the heart of what partnership is. And the future, I think, is the future we build. We can choose as South Africans to make it the bright and good future, not to say that there won't be knocks and challenges and problems on the road, but um, as they come, we, we, we work together to address them, to solve them. And that, I think, is, uh, is the message uh, that the president was trying to, uh, to put to the nation last night. Minister Ibrahim Patel, Minister Trade, Industry and Competition, thanks for joining us and enjoy the weekend. Shukran so much and indeed to all the listeners too.